1: This is a Cruise Radio Special Edition, Carnival Splendor 2010. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this special edition of Cruise Radio, focusing on the recent Carnival Splendor ordeal. We'll talk to a couple of passengers who have just gotten off the ship. But first, Stuart Shiron, the cruise guy, is with us. He is a regular contributor for Good Morning America, CNN, and MSNBC. Hello, Stuart. Uh, first question, how long will the Splendor be in San Diego?
2: Well, that's a good question. Uh, I know right now that uh, they were waiting for the Panamanian authorities to uh, take the lead in the investigation, considering the ship is Panamanian flagged. Uh, joined with the U.S. Coast Guard and the uh, NTSB, the National Transportation and Safety Board, and they're going to determine uh, what, in fact, uh, occurred on board uh, Splendor that essentially rendered it uh, lifeless, uh, because you know there there are a couple of different engine rooms, and the fact that the uh, you know the the fire that which occurred in the rear engine room. Uh, on a panel uh, was able to actually shut the power down um, you know, almost to the, I mean, for the entire ship. So they're, they're gonna try to look into uh, what, what caused that and uh, how to you know, prevent that uh, in the future.
3: I was gonna say because the, uh, the cruise didn't start in San Diego, it started in Long Beach, right? Correct. And what kind of itinerary does this ship usually run?
2: Uh, the Mazatlan Cabo San Lucas, uh, Puerto Vallarta.
3: Okay, Stuart, so I have a listener question here. Basically they're asking, i um, paraphrasing here, why did the passengers have to go through customs uh, getting off the ship when the ship left out of a U.S. port and never went to a foreign port?
2: The answer is the Western Hemisphere Travel Initiative, which went into full swing uh, within the last couple of years, requires that uh, cruise ships that are going from one U.S. port to another, um, ha- in different ports, they, they do have to go through customs. So if you're, the, there's a closed-in loop which uh, allows cruise passengers to not have to bring a valid U.S. passport, which means that if you sailed uh, a round-trip out of Long Beach or Los Angeles or Miami or Fort Lauderdale, then you don't need a passport. But when you're beginning and ending in two different U.S. ports, then they do require that uh, customs uh, be uh, uh, taken care of.
3: But, Stuart, at first they were going to tow the ship back into Mexico. Would that cause a nightmare for the folks who didn't have a passport?
2: Well, it's, it's that's a good, that's a very good question doug what what have happened was the logistically it, it would have created problems because they would have needed at least seventy buses uh to get those uh you know the thirty three hundred passengers uh back up into uh let's say san Diego and los Angeles, not to mention uh you know the security detail uh you know as as they uh, proceeded up and uh as far as the the customs that that could have been uh, that could have been a problem i mean of course uh you know there there would have been some exceptions but it just would have created uh, more problems and uh, carnival was absolutely um you know right on the nose with you know making sure that they they got the ship into san diego
1: Stuart, right now we have one of the passengers from the splendor on the line amber hasselrood from southern california is with us perhaps you saw her on nbc one of her relatives was very elated this year when she got off the ship amber welcome to cruise radio Thank you. The news on TV has painted quite the picture of this ordeal, and it's funny to see some of the people interviewed acting as if this is the worst experience they've ever had in their lives with nothing to eat but dirt and spam. Uh, Have you had your fill of spam, by the way? Um, Well, there
4: was no spam. I, I didn't see it. I know, obviously, when I got back that all the media reports were asking us how spam was. I guess that's all the pictures you guys got showed them sending us Spam. I did not actually eat any Spam. I did not see any Spam. Um, but sandwiches and salads were pretty much all we had to eat for the, all the time, yes.
1: All right, well, let's start at the beginning. I've been reading John Heald's blog. He, by the way, is the cruise director aboard the Splendor and has given a pretty detailed account of what happened. When the smoke first started, I know the people on the aft of the ship were asked to go topside and then eventually they asked all the passengers to go to the top being a passenger on board what was the first thing you remember about this incident and, and where exactly were you
4: um i was in my room it happened i had just woken up i was still laying in my bed and i was it, it kind of felt like an earthquake i was like why are we shaking um where my room was was actually right above um where it happened oh wow and um so i could feel the room shaking and it was a little bit loud um i said previously it kind of sounded like a jackhammer not incredibly loud but i mean you definitely heard it um then over the the speakers in the cabins i heard uh alpha team alpha team report to engine room oh, boy. and i was there with my mother and i was like well that probably doesn't sound so well <laughs> so i got up and um went to the restroom and got we my mom said this is probably a good time to get dressed and we yeah sat there until we heard some more news.
3: So I guess there was a little bit of a waiting game after that. What was the next series of announcements?
4: Um, It wasn't too long afterwards um, that John, he went over the speaker again and he said that there was a smoke issue and that um, some of the hallways, I guess, had been filling up with smoke. While I was in my actual room, I could not smell it at all. I had no idea there was smoke until he actually said something. Wow. Um, So he said that it would be best if you were on these lower floors to get out to open decks. So nobody was inhaling the smoke so at that point me and my mom walked out and we were in the hallways and could definitely smell the smoke then but we got to open decks.
3: How do you think the captain and the crew did overall keeping you informed and comfortable on the ship?
4: Um, As far as the I mean the first day I would say maybe almost every 30 minutes I heard that cruise director he was giving us updates he I mean we definitely weren't in the dark about anything I mean I know that our safety was their number one concern Um, you know, he let us know where meals were going to be. Of course, he apologized. I couldn't tell you how many times that this had happened. And he let us know that we were doing or that they were doing the best that they could with the situations that we had. So I I felt very well informed about everything that went on.
1: That's good. Uh, What about the other passengers? Was there a a general sense of solidarity and and, and people trying to stay light about it, or were there some people freaking out? What was the vibe?
4: Um, I I never really saw anybody freaking out. Um, For the most part, I think everybody was, well, I don't want to use the word happy, but uh, content, I guess, maybe with with what was going on. Um, I didn't see anybody freaking out, running like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? There was no kind of panic situation. Everybody was pretty calm. I mean, I think everybody was a little bored at right. first until until they opened up all the free liquor.
1: Well, that, that was my next question. When did that uh, come out, the free beer and wine, the the, the booze fest?
4: Uh, that was on Tuesday. Monday was a little uh, – I mean, obviously, Monday was the day it happened, so there wasn't much going on that day. There was a lot of sitting around. Right. Tuesday, Tuesday evening –
1: By day Tuesday two, evening. they're like, we got to get these people loaded.
4: <laughs> Tuesday evening, they, they it was free beer and free wine. Um I don't believe they did mix drinks because there was not a lot of ice on the right. ship. Right. So that was not so, but, I mean, and, but Somebody they did have that, free the, beer and free wine as much as you wanted. I mean, obviously they would give you one at a time, but, I right. mean, you can keep going back, so.
1: I, I had heard that uh, it, it it was warm beer, though. Is that right? Somebody said that it was got to the point where it was just warm beer.
4: I think more of the Wednesday night was a little bit warmer. Yeah. It was it was never hot, but it definitely wasn't cool. Um right. I know a lot of people drink Coors Light and the mountains were not blue, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't hot, so I mean,
3: we
1: but just...
4: free beer is better than no beer, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think we just lost the Coors sponsorship.
3: <laughs> so after all this will you be sailing Carnival again?
4: Um, I my will. This was actually going to be my first cruise. I've never been oh, on wow. one before. And um this was my first, so it was definitely an experience, but I mean the the crew Um, the cruise director everybody was incredible I mean they were so nice and I know that they worked so hard they were friendly any questions that we asked they were there so I mean partly because of the crew I will go with carnival again but I mean uh, I I don't see that this ever happening again in my lifetime at least not to me
1: (laughs) well yeah it's got to be like a lightning striking twice kind of thing and it sounds like you've got a really healthy attitude about it. it was funny to see some of the interviews on television where again you'd think these people just went through world war 2 or came back right. from iraq or something i'm like really really was it really that awful people
4: yeah i mean for the most part i think most people have the kind of outlook like I did, you know, it yeah. wasn't their fault. Right. They didn't plan this. They didn't put us on this ship to to go start an engine fire yeah. and leave <laughs> us in the middle of the ocean. It was an accident, you know, does it suck that it happened to us and it ruined our vacation? Sure. But they did everything they could to, to get us back. Of course there's always gonna be those few people that that think that Carnival owes them the world and everything. But for the most part I think most people have my outlook that, hey, we got through it, we survived, we weren't in danger and we're mostly all back home safe
3: now. In closing, Amber, if there's one thing you want to share with our cruise radio listeners, what would that be?
4: It would be just the staff, the the crew, the everybody on the ship was absolutely amazing and friendly, and and worked their butts off to do everything that they could for us passengers. So, and, and- um, I would just want people to know that Carnival is is great even though this happened i mean it could have happened to any cruise line but they were amazing
1: and like you said i mean this doesn't discourage you from cruising again especially since this was your very first cruise
4: yeah, no, of course I would love to. Well, Carnival's giving me a free cruise, so how am I going to turn yeah. that down? First of all, that's the thing but, too. Um, it's
1: like, yeah. But yeah,
4: no, it would definitely not do that. I would definitely go on another cruise.
1: It's funny to see people uh, maybe overlooking the fact that they got a total refund and they got a, a free cruise out of it. So yeah, they.
4: I mean, we paid. We literally paid nothing. Even anything that we spent on the first night first 12 hours that we were um you know going around any pictures any alcohol anything i mean they literally refunded every single penny that was spent they're refunding travel expenses they made travel arrangements for everybody everything was 100 percent refunded
1: thank you so much for talking to us from southern california amber hasselrood thank you very much and we're glad you're back safely
4: thank you thank you for having me
1: we have another passenger on the line from southern california as well Marquis Horace is with us. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Now, where was your cabin?
3: Yeah, was shipped. Now, is that a balcony room or an inside room? No, I had an inside room, no window. Oh, so you were in the dark then.
0: I was literally in the dark for days. Mm.
3: There has been a lot of media reports saying that uh, you were all given spam. Uh, for the record, was there spam served on board?
0: I personally did not see any spam. Um, But, I mean, as far as I know, they were saying it was corned beef hash, Uh like salad or sandwiches, which today I found out from another passenger was actually ground up, spam and corn or something. I don't know.
3: Oh, boy. (laughs) Overall, how did the captain and the crew do regarding keeping you informed and comfortable?
0: I would say, like, the stewards were great in terms of trying to be accommodating. I think the captain, he didn't speak very good English and... Uh, the cruise director, his name was Chris, I believe. He was doing most. i oh, sorry, he was John, I believe, and he was doing most of the updates, and uh, they weren't accurate. That's right. the only thing that I could say because he kept telling us it was a flameless fire, or and you know he kept referring to it as the incident, but never would tell us actually what happened. So,
3: uh-huh.
0: and then they talked about tugboats, and tugboats didn't show up when they say there were and uh, we were going to Ensenada, then we weren't, and then we ended up in San Diego, so.
1: Marquis, how were the fellow passengers handling this?
0: I mean, most people were trying to just, you know, we were stuck. There's nothing else you could do besides try to find some sort of camaraderie with each other and play cards and, you know, try to do whatever, you know, to keep yourself occupied. Most of the time it's like you could just sleep because, you know, there's nothing else to do. At a certain point you just got bored, and then after, like, towards the last days or last two days, the cruise people started to, you know, uh, put on events, and especially for the kids, they, uh, they did, like, kids' camps still. And I don't know what the kids did, but, you know, there was lines for everything, so.
3: Surely there wasn't much more to do than drink warm beer and just kind of play cards. Was there, like, music and stuff playing as well, like the band and such?
0: Not that I heard. There was no band playing. There was no, no power, so there was no instruments to be played. Only thing is, I think I heard a piano at one point, Uh, That was in the middle midship somewhere,
1: and that's it. That's all I heard. All right, Marquis Horace in Southern California, uh, thank you so much for talking to us, man. Uh,
0: No worries.
1: Uh, As passenger Amber just stated, um, she was not only compensated for the cruise, but also all the alcohol, all the photographs were uh, refunded, all the airfare and hotel, that was all refunded. Carnival took care of that, plus they gave her... Uh, cruise as well. Do you think this was fair compensation?
2: I think they they were very generous. It's it's unfortunate that you know the, the, their vacations were essentially ruined. But you know, I think Carnival. I mean, right from the very beginning, I mean, they didn't come back with them and and and, and essentially say, you know, do you think a two hundred dollars shipboard credit will uh, get us through this per person? Hmm. Right. I mean, they they came out with uh, you know the full refund, uh, fu- uh, future credit, um, transportation costs. I mean, they, they were very generous from the, from the beginning, and what was also nice is this is a great example of, a, of an excellent PR team because they really, you know, came out with, with the information. They were very forthcoming, very um, available to, to answer questions so the media could get the, to get the stories right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is unfortunate. Their vacations were ruined. But, you know, I do want to point out that, I mean, they were uncomfortable. But they were safe, and that, that's that's the, that's what we got to keep our focus on.
1: Well, and as we've heard, Carnival did an excellent job of really making them feel comfortable. I think they handled it with a plum and 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 professionalism, and uh, and and, un, and it is unfortunate that the media will, I guess, blow it out of proportion in a way, and and, and maybe makes Carnival just, l- look less they're embelli- Yeah, they're embellishing the story. Yeah, they're just, doing what they do best, yeah. and that's just uh, total exploitation. Well, it was it
2: was a slow news week. And, you know, but there were a lot of people out there that were interested that may not understand the industry as well as a lot of us do. And uh, it was a great way to be able to show that, you know what, there was a fire. It was immediately taken care of. No, you know, there were no loss of life. And the emergency systems on board the ship, uh, you know, worked
3: how does this going to affect future cruisings? Looking into your crystal ball, is it going to be okay? You think for Carnival, well, I
2: think, Doug? The you know there 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 are no cancellations as a result. Uh, bookings, uh, you know, thank thankfully after the uh, election anxiety period, uh, you know, has worn off, uh, that bookings actually have uh, you know picked up even more. Uh, we've had some you know very good news stories. Allure uh, of the Seas just arrived. Celebrity's Eclipse is arriving. Uh, Holland America's New Amsterdam arrived uh, a week ago. Celebrity, I'm sorry, um, uh, Seabourn's uh, brand new Sojourn, one of the absolute nicest ships in the world, is is on her way. Uh, so there's a lot of new ships, and, and people are very excited, and, and cruising is, is doing well because of these new ships entering service, and uh, you know people are just you know just have I think reassured that, that cruising not only is just the best vacation value, but it is still very safe.
1: All right, thank you, Stuart on the cruise guy, and our guest, Amber Hasselrood and Marquis Horace, both in Southern California. We appreciate your time. Watch out for our premium content, giving you full access to our unedited interviews.
3: Yeah, if you haven't signed up for it yet, what are you waiting for? You get a free trial, also 2 two ninety nine a month after that. You can't beat
1: it. For example, our recent episode aboard the MS Eurodam we had a real candid one-on-one conversation with the captain, which went on for like 18 minutes. But on the free show, which is found on iTunes every week, uh, we could only use five minutes. So, again, one of the advantages of subscribing to premium content on cruiseradio.net.
3: We're also on Twitter at Cruise Radio and on Facebook at Cruise Radio as well. From the Cruise One studios
1: in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Radio. Cruise Radio.